Welcome to another episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. We're on episode 12 titled Cut It Out. Today we're going to be talking about surgeries and surgeons and television and film. And I'm here with my co-host, Brian Kluger. Oh my God, that was amazing. It's so happy to be here on episode 12. Oh my God, I, I, I'm, I'm your apprentice in this surgical podcast. Aren't you excited? Oh, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, Susan, it's, it's been a few weeks. It's mid to late August. No, no, fuck. No, it's, it's like late about, August. It's the yeah, end it's of about August. to be September. <laughs> what is happening? You know what? There's pumpkin spice lattes already out there. It's about that time. It's about that time, which is so weird how I mean, that's just, an, I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see, well, no, they'll probably still do it anyways, just how, like, quickly they get on, um, like, holiday decor and things like that, but, I mean, they'll still do it this year, why not, so. Yeah, no, I, I hey, I plan on going all out for Halloween this year, just because I can't freaking go out anywhere i just want to buy all the things all the horror halloween things and decorate so i can feel like i'm you know out in the world again because kind of like i i don't know if you know this about me but i like to be social <laughs> oh no that is news <laughs> that is news no. so just being stuck in the house has just kind of been crazy for the last several months so i feel like you know this holiday season I, I just need to go all out with decorating the house just because I'm still not really getting out per se to like eating inside restaurants, movie theaters or anything like that. So, yeah, I think uh, Halloween this year will probably just be a, the last couple of years. We've just um, watched scary movies at home anyways and like ordered pizza or something like that. So that will probably be the same thing this year. Same thing this year. There you go. Well, I'm excited about our main event today, our our surgeries and doctors and movies and sur surgeons. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, our blind watch, which Jesus <laughs> Christ. I cannot <laughs> wait to talk with you about it. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but first off, we got some we got some updates on movies and trailers and stuff like that. Susan, start us off. Well, I guess we can first talk about how movie theaters are like officially open. I mean, I've had people tell me they're, they've gone to the theaters um, and I think even more opening this weekend. So it's, it seems like it's a, it's a thing. I know you're not crazy about that, but uh, is it, does it make you feel like, are you anywhere near going to a movie theater this year at all? Like, is there any point in time you think you'd go to a movie theater? As the Dean of Faber College once said, 0, 0.0 chance. Wow. No, absolutely not. Like, because, and I'll tell you why. So, the, we've been seeing like school starting and universities starting. And anytime there's been actual people and students in the school or university, there's been a COVID outbreak. Mm -hmm. And that's in like large buildings and then classrooms. And essentially with movie theaters, you're going into a 
enclosed room mm-hmm. with, you know, between 100 and 300 people who are eating and drinking, not wearing masks. It's not a good idea just for a movie. Any no, There's no movie worth dying for. Um, so it's, I, it's not a good idea. There's going to be a COVID outbreak because of it, specifically because of the movie Tenet, because this is the biggest movie of the year and it's going to be close to Star Wars big. And, you know, everybody's been looking forward to this for so long and it's, there's going to be an outbreak, which is, and people will die because of it. And it sucks. So even, well, no, even so it doesn't matter if the numbers are going, because the numbers are going down. That's what's happening right now, which I know that's where we're, we shouldn't get too excited because flu season's about to hit. And that's what I'm anticipating is that we're going to, it's going to get the worst come October, but let's just say hypothetical it does like stay going down like through November or whatever, December. If the numbers are just declining, even through this winter, still no movie theater for you. Not this year. No, um, I will year. see after the first of the year, if okay. numbers steadily go down with the opening of movie theaters, more people going out, people for the holidays and you just hear like people getting the flu like normal. But if the mm-hmm. numbers still go down, that's a good sign. But it's not going to happen. It's just because people are still not going to big packed places. They're not going to venues. They're not, I mean, yes, they're still socially distancing in a restaurant, which mm-hmm. is pretty small compared to a movie theater and how many people you can fit inside. So it's just not a good idea to pack people into a place. Like you're essentially telling them to go to a sporting event, but just mm-hmm. watching something on screen sitting so close together. And I don't know, it's not a good idea. Um, so do you, have you gone I to a hope restaurant I'm wrong. The what? Have you gone to a restaurant yet or would you go to a restaurant? So I have not stepped inside, well, not stepped inside. I have not eaten inside a restaurant or a patio yet. I've picked up to go mm-hmm. and whatnot, but I still haven't done that yet. Just because I just don't feel comfortable yet. Um, mm-hmm. And plus I, you know, part of it is like, God, I want to wear a mask, you know, like I wear a mask to go in everywhere. But part, I mean, I don't know if I want to wear a mask for three hours. I don't want to wear a mask while I'm going from table to thing, you know, it's just a whole thing. But Mm -hmm. I I would, but I'm just not there yet. And plus, like a lot of the restaurants aren't still open yet. There's quite a few restaurants that are still closed. So I'm happy picking up, taking home, eating, um, and I can listen to music and whatnot. Uh, I think soon or shortly, if there's like nobody out there, do a patio outside, but we'll see. That's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm still kind of like sheltering in place, kind of doing my part to like, <laughs> right. is there still a leveling of the curve or, or something like that? Uh, but what about you? Are you, I mean, are you, you're probably going out more than I am, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not to say I'm like, woo, because, and I think part of it's also that because of my job, I've already had to go places. Like I can't work. I can only work from home when I'm writing reviews, like for my site, but I have to, I've from the beginning of all this, I've had to go to the station. Um, to do my stories. I have to go to shoots like literally this weekend, I'm covering a story at the four seasons and then I'm doing a story, um, for like a food giveaway. So I'm already out. Um, during that time I wear a mask, I stay socially distanced. We try to go about it as safely as we can, 
but I guess it's just, you know, the news must go on kind of thing. Um, we're just careful with it. I mean, every time I go to the station, I still wipe down my entire desk, like desks and, and we have a face mask like that you have to wear when you're like walk in. Once you get to your, the good thing is there's only like 10 of us in this whole building and it's like your own spaces. So you're not really, you're more than six feet apart from people, uh, like way more. You basically have your own room. And so that always feels safe. Um, and I have gone to, I would say since out of this whole thing, maybe about like six restaurants total, but every time I've gone, it has felt very like dead there. Like, I mean, barely anyone inside, um, again, it just, it feels okay. I totally respect the people that don't want to go to restaurants, not saying by no means am I encouraging it. I just, there've been times we've gone. And, um, other than that, I haven't done anything else. Um, haven't gone, no gym, no, I know people who go to the gym. I know people who go to bars. I don't want, I don't feel comfortable at a bar. Um, just cause a bar is so much smaller, you know, and from what I hear, there's really no social distancing there. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I would go to a movie, but only for certain films. I'm just, I'm at the point, like, I want to see Tenant. I do. I, I, do. I do too. I do. I want to see Tenant as well. I just, and I, I don't want to have people like t- spoiling it for me and things like that. Like I really, I think come like. I, I'll be very hesitant. Obviously, I have not been to a movie since this whole thing. And I guess I could also look into what a drive-in situation, but I just don't feel like I'll get the same experience at a drive-in for tenant. I feel like I need to be in a theater. I'm there with um, you. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't feel like, like I just, the, the risk of like not hearing it right and all that stuff, like, no, like, I don't want that. So I think that would be a movie. I've, I think I've said it early on that that would be a movie that I would, uh, do it for it has to be worth it right like i'm not going to to see unhinged in the theaters <laughs> um <laughs> like is that just gonna be eddie movie uh, or bill and ted i i had to it has to be a movie that's like to me would make a difference on the big screen so i don't need to just see any um and then like come later i'm like black widow is one i really want to see on the big screen i really wanted to watch it that way so i don't know we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I don't mind Mulan. I mean, I would have preferred Mulan in theaters, but at this point with the Disney plus thing, I'd be okay. Um, but I those mean, I are would, the I would have gone to see Unhinged in the theater and Bill and Ted and all these movies. Yeah. I totally would have been there, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I would have been, had it been different. Like, I mean, right before COVID hit, I was scheduled for a Mulan screening. Like we had it. It was, yeah. I was going the next week and all of a sudden got canceled. So I just. Yeah, it's just there's certain movies you're supposed to see in theaters, and it just, again, this is in no way encouraging people to do it. This is just my struggle with, um, like, just wanting to see these movies. In yeah, a, and in missing a, the whole the whole yeah. circus of it. Yeah. But I'm yeah. there with you. I'm there with you. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm patient with it even though mm-hmm. I'm dying to get back there. Yeah. But there's just no movie worth risking any sort of something with COVID. Like there's not. And right. I, you know, I, I still will say, will say wholeheartedly shame on Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers for doing this. 
I think it's a horrible decision given the state of things. Um, and I think if they really cared about anyone, they would delay it. So um, that's my that's my two cents. I know people might not agree with me, but I think it's pretty poor decisions to do it this way. I honestly am conflicted. So <laughs> I, I'm too conflicted. I cannot say either or, but I will say that I, I'm curious to see the box office numbers that weekend. That is what I really want to see because. Well, it's know, not going to be as good as you think just because no. our, our, our theaters are they at 50% capacity or more? I mean, Alamo, I hear, is spacing out only one seat, or at least one of the Alamos is. That could have just been so just 50, one Alamo. So 50% there? Maybe. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it might be 50% less, but still, I, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Right. Oh, right. well. Let, let's, let's get into more fun topics, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about, do you want to talk about Stranger Things, possibility of season, or no, there is a season five. So... How many seasons have there been? Three. So for some reason, I thought season four was going to be the last one. No, you, you're right. It was supposed to be. That was what we were told. We were told it was going to be season four was going to end and we were going to get a movie and that was going to be it. Okay. And now I'm reading up that apparently there's going to be a season five. So I don't know if that's supposed to like sub the movie like we're not going to have a movie and it's just going to be a season five or is there still good is it just like they continued on i was really confused by it interesting where i'm I'm trying to think yeah i've i've i'm seeing certain things uh about season five but is is that actually i can't even tell if it's like actually happening (laughs) um it was just recent in the news like okay it's right. very new. I mean, um, I like Stranger Things, so the more seasons, really, the better if they can keep with a good story. So uh, I, I'm in for that, you know? As long as it, I mean, after season three, I really felt like, I kind of felt like, and maybe it's because I was already ready. I was like, okay, one more season and then wrap it up with a movie. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll just hear it. Stranger Things is one of the few shows that to me, every season has just made the show better. Like I think season three was their best season. Right. Because the kids are getting older and we're seeing kind of like the love interests and mm-hmm. bigger things at stake kind of thing. I mean, I still like season one when they're little, but each season is growing on itself and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really curious uh, what they're going to do with uh, Hopper, especially. <laughs> and that's what everybody wants to know. Where is he? Is he in Russia? Is he in America? Is he dead? Is he alive? Well, we know he's not dead because the teaser trailer showed him fully. Like, he right? was not dead. I was like, all right, we knew that. Yeah, it says Stranger Things won't end with season four. The Duffer Brothers confirm. Season um, five. Oh, my. I mean, it, it it was a little weird that they said they were going to end like their Netflix was going to end their biggest show ever after four seasons. It just didn't seem like, like, why? Like, I get telling a good story and not having it outstay its welcome, but four mm-hmm. seasons, I thought like there's more story to tell here. I Yeah, they just said that um, there's very much a possibility of a fifth season. 
beyond that, it becomes very unlikely. But I'm like, okay, so now you're, yeah. So, so I wonder if that means that they're filming season four, but they're gonna like season four part one and season four part two type of thing, like they've done with Breaking Bad and you know the the last movie of Harry Potter, you know stuff like that. If they're gonna kind of do it right. that way. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure how, yeah. So I'm so curious what they're going to do. So they, they're supposed to start production on season four, September 17th. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Maybe there's a COVID outbreak. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I feel like to, I assume all these shows that are doing it, they're going to do kind of like the way Bachelor I heard was doing it, where they're doing like COVID tests three times a week, temperature checks, I mean, they'll be safe about it, I'm sure. It's, there's, what else can you do, right? No, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. I'm excited for Stranger Things. So Me too. I, I'm I mean, looking I love, forward to it. Yeah, I love it. All right. Um, on the run sheet, we've got all these, all these new trailers that came out from DC and Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, I do not see our, uh, our episodic topic on here that you like to talk about. Oh, Bachelor? Yeah. There wasn't, I thought about it, but there really wasn't anything too exciting in the news. It's been a little bit of a dead week. I mean, next week, um, they're going to recap Nick Vial's season, but until, there was no no juicy gossip this week, honestly. It was very, uh, very tame in the Bachelor news, so. Sad, sad face. I know, I know. I always really love getting, like, the juicy stuff, the, the, the most... Uh, interesting drama would be the fans of Colton and Cassie. They have officially unfollowed each other on Instagram. So, <laughs> ooh, sick burn. Yeah, burn. <laughs> um, it actually really is sad. I hate when that happens. I feel like that is so sad when it goes that route. But um, there goes that shot of them getting back together. So, uh, but still really looking forward to the new. Like I cannot wait till the new season with uh, Claire and Tasha, two Bachelorettes and how the whole Claire thing unfolds. So there you go. No, well, be a little October. bit of news, a little bit of news. Yeah. People following each other on Instagram. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Trailers, DC and Warner brothers. There was a, you know, kind of like the comic con of DC movies recently. And they did it all online and virtually just strictly for the DC Warner brothers stuff. And they released a whole ton of shit. Um, so mm-hmm. let's jump in. Let's do the Batman trailer with our, our main man, the guy that we both so love, Robert Pattinson as <laughs> Batman. Oh, holy shit, this trailer's so good. So good. I cannot believe how good it is. Like, <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm really yeah. shocked. Yeah, we, we, we see a, a, a an unrecognizable fat Colin Farrell as the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and there's gonna there's gonna be the Riddler with Paul Dano. Oh, I love that awesome. casting, by the way. I love that. Yeah. And then you see a, a catwoman in there. You Zoe see uh Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah. And then you see Robert Pattison. Dude, let me tell you. Did I just call you dude? Susan. (laughs) That's how excited I am. (laughs) Uh, This, Robert Pattinson. Okay, this this guy, this actor, fucking has it made. Like, he knew, he's smart. He's one of the smartest actors ever. And I'll I'll tell you why. 
that dude made his money doing a very highly regarded young adult movie about vampires. And mm-hmm. yes, yeah, say what you will about the Twilight mo- Twilight movies. Uh, yes, I don't like them at all because they're yeah. just so terrible. They but are pretty bad. They, you know, incited a generation to read um, like Harry Potter and to, to read books and be involved in creativity. And he did it. And he his character, mm-hmm. he did it right after Twilight was done. That dude only picked the fucking weirdest, strangest, and craziest movies where he showed his amazing acting chops. Neil, one other person that's like him is Daniel Radcliffe. After Harry Potter, that dude's doing amazing shit, like crazy indie action stuff. And I think it's just a smart move. And he's, I mean, Robert Pattinson is amazing, like going from good time to the lighthouse, just some weird stuff. And he's so good at all of them. And now he's Batman. And to see him in that trailer he's like holy shit that dude is batman yeah it, it's really interesting because when i first heard about the casting it wasn't so much that i was like "Ugh, robert pattison is batman i was more like "Ugh, another batman like i i was just like <laughs> yeah how many was, timelines do we have to go through here well, yeah Affleck i'm like art bail isn't yeah, is i mean literally ben affleck i feel like isn't even like he's still we're freaking getting a uncut version of um, the Justice League with him as Batman still. I'm like, he's not even fully like dead with Retired, this character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, how are we already casting a Batman? And like, what is going to be so special about this? Because, you know, we had the Michael Keaton that was way more campy and brighter, I would say, like the brighter one. And then, I mean, are we going to count um, Val Kilmer and George Clooney? whatever they were there uh, <laughs> they're not i don't consider them batmans they're not like uh you know they're not like a batman staple i i think it goes like michael keaton and then christian bale who obviously proved us like this amazing um you know dark uh batman and then this one is just gritty like that's like the way i i would describe it is and i, I you know this is just basing it off the trailer but it did feel something felt different about it. I don't know ex- compared to the Christian Bell. I'm sure it's going to be very comparable to those series, but that's what I'm interested to see. Like, are, it doesn't seem like they're going to do an origin story, which good. I don't need another or, or too much origin of, uh, we, we of don't this. need to see Bruce's parents die again. Please God. No, like no <laughs> more. That's like, that's like how many times did we have to see uncle Ben die in Spider-Man? Like right. we're, We've got it. We know. We know. Or or remind us that her name is Martha. Like, <laughs> Martha. Right. I just, I don't know. Um, but I was impressed that it, one, that it felt like something fresh. But yeah, Robert Pattinson looked like he's going to be doing a good job. And as violent in the physical aspect of him, beating that henchman up. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Wailing. What would you think about when he's like, "Who are you?" Did you totally expect him to say, "I'm Batman," and instead he's like, "I'm Vengeance." Yeah, no, that was perfect. I really thought that was gonna go on Batman, and yeah. I feel like I would have been fine with that still because uh-huh. just to hear his voice. Yeah, but damn, I'm Vengeance. It's something new and different, and like, holy mm-hmm. shit, go kill people. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I'm very excited for. No. Uh, so yeah, Batman. I've watched it a few times, and all the way in. 
Yeah, same. I can't wait. That won't be until like next year, but yeah. Right. All right, what's next on the list? And then um, did you, so did you see the the trailer for the uncut Zack Snyder um, Justice League? Yes, I did. Funny story about that. I have a, we have a good friend of the show, Adrian, uh, our good friend, Adrian. He's part of the Crow Show. He's a Twitch streamer. He's a podcaster. He's, he's got a lot of followers. He's a good man. He goes to Fantastic Fest every year. He's up in Canada. And him and I have done a podcast before on our network called Opposites Attract. And Adrian loves, Adrian loves Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the one that already existed? Yes, and Batman v Superman loves it. And he's been dying for the Snyder cut and he loves Zack Snyder. And so to hear him like gleefully cheer for joy from Canada is amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, so the Snyder cut. So during the production of Justice League, there was a tragedy with director Zack Snyder's family and he had to leave and Joss Whedon who directed, you know, and made Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, the Avengers one and two among and Firefly Serenity, all of those good things. Um, mm-hmm. He took over and people just hated it. And so I guess Zack Snyder's coming back and redoing his cut. And I guess it's costing like $40 million to do it. So we'll see. So they released a trailer in this DC fandom and it is very Zack Snyder-y. If you've seen any of his movies, it's all basically in slow motion. It's to the song, Hallelujah, the original artist of Leonard Cohen, which was in The Watchmen during the sex scene. Um, oh yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that is the same song. And so like a lot of people think Jeff Buckley did Hallelujah, but the original person is Leonard Cohen and it's hmm. this version of, you know, Leonard Cohen. So the trailer, I, so hot take, well not hot take, but the truth is that this trailer looks so damn good and is going to be way better than the movie. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought the same thing. I, because of how long the trailer is and how much is shown, and of course, I think the song just enhances it. But I was like, I'm worried again. Just actually, even like the original Justice League, like there was. I remember the first Justice League trailer that came out. It was more of a little bit of a teaser, not not the like second one that revealed a little bit more. But the very first Justice League trailer. I remember thinking like, ooh, this is going to be good. The second one, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But this uh, first one, I just kind of felt the same thing where I'm like, maybe it should, like, this is is all they needed. Maybe they should have just made this trailer and left it like that. But they show so many things we didn't see in the film. Yeah, no, I think he's getting his deleted scenes back. They might have filmed new things. But yeah, it's the Snyder Cut. I think it's going to be... I'm curious on how the tone of the first one or the first cut and then this cut is going to be. So this might be, it might be better, but I'm telling you, I like Zack Snyder as well. I still think his best film to date is his first one, Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, set in the mm. mall. Uh, but I also like Watchmen. I like 300 for what it is. Um, but I, it's, it's going to be full of slow-mo and songs that are too on the nose for the scene. Yeah. But I'm going to watch it 
just because it's like a ridiculous, like the Avengers, but with DC characters. And I'm curious to see like how this goes. Same. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I was very disappointed with Justice League. I thought it was a terrible movie. So for me, this uncut, I would assume, has to be better by default. But I've said that before. Right? I'm going in with very low expectations in this. Yeah. And that's the only way to watch this movie is go in with like, this is going to suck. And then, oh, that was a little better than I thought. Exactly. So, but the trailer is good. The trailer is good. (laughs) No, for sure. I think it's going to be better than the movie. That's my worry too, but it is really a fun watch. So for all you guys out there, definitely take a look. It's it's a, it's a good, it's, it's a well edited trailer. It's great music. It's good stuff. It is. All right. What's the other trailer we're talking about? Well, the final trailer um, is one that I think we're going to disagree on, but um, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer officially came out the the full one. So Brian, go. You want to say your thoughts first? Sure. Uh, <laughs> the trailer is not good. This movie doesn't look good. The only thing I'm really interested in this movie is Kristen Wiig. Like to see her in as a villain and an evil person and action star i am so on board because i like Kristen wig i think she's got just some good acting chops versatile and i'm very happy to see her in this i'm very excited for it um other than that i'm just like god damn this movie looks so bad it, it looks stupid it looks like the same thing as the first one did i laugh at the very end with chris pine putting on a fanny pack sure it's the 80s this movie does not look good, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> well, Brian, see, that's not fair. You that's always not- do that. No, that is not fair. You do, you do that with a lot of films where you've already decided that it's not going to be good or it's going to be great, either one. And then you go into the movie, and despite whatever it is, you've already, like, labeled it. Like, it's, it sucks. Like, that's how I feel. Like, now you've already put Wonder Woman is not going to be good. So even if you do like it, even if it is a good movie, you'll, the most you'll probably say is it wasn't terrible. But no, I, I will like eat it. my words. I will eat my words. Like, I was wrong about Wonder Woman 1984. I'm, I've done uh, that before. I hope because you were like, I feel like you purposely were going against the grain with uh, the first one because, like, everyone was, like, really hesitant about the first Wonder Woman. and it was definitely a good film. And you were just like, it wasn't horrible. That was you. You <laughs> were like, horrible. everybody came out of that theater. We were like, oh my God, that was so good. And you were like, meh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't horrible. And I was like, really, dude, you can't even say it was good. Like, no, it wasn't. Was good it wasn't good. You're, oh my God. <laughs> well, no surprise. I completely disagree with Brian on the Wonder Woman trailer. I thought it was so fun gave me chills. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I really like chills from, I get chills from just like the, the like action sequences that get dramatized with uh, wonder woman. Just like even when she's like pushed up, like, against a car or um i kind of like whenever kristen wig is like eerily like stepping up and like looking all like dark and things um i i too am very excited to see kristen wig like play a character she's never played before as a villain that is what i actually thought you were going to critique because i've had people tell me they're like kristen wig is a villain i don't know about that 
And I've been like, well, don't just, don't assume, (laughs) don't assume anything. She is an actress. She has other, uh, like layers to her than just comedy. So. No, I'm um, excited for her. Like I, I'm looking forward to that, her character the most. And with Wonder Woman, I just, like, even in the first movie, it just, she wasn't a great character. Like, I didn't, there's no personality what? there. I Are think you her, kidding me? I, 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 I'll go back and watch it, because I've watched it a few times. I did the Blu-ray, I did the 4K, I, I saw it in the theater. Uh-huh. Um, I just, there, there's not personality behind, behind those eyes. <laughs> I disagree. I think she's one of the best, like, I mean, I think she's so good. I mean, so many people say this is one of the, they're like only good DC like films a lot of times. I mean, I don't, I, I like Shazam and I like Aquaman as well. Uh, but I really enjoy, I just think also Patty Jenkins did such a wonderful job with. I think the, the movies Wonder look Woman. good for sure. Like visually, definitely. The story's the, not there though. See, I think the story is pretty good. I actually like the story. So um, I have to rewatch it. Trevor and I will definitely rewatch before the, the new movie comes out. That is another one that I would like to see on the big screen, honestly. Um, I feel like it won't do as I won't feel as like impacted. Like I remember, I remember so well um, in the first Wonder Woman, there's a scene where she's like, it's like she's in war and she's like, oh, yeah, she's, like, yeah, the climbing climbs. to go through the war torn field. I like that yeah. scene a lot. I, I thought that, that was awesome. That scene, I kid you not, I, I call it, I have like, I call them like movie gasms, like <laughs> legit, like I jaw dropped. I, I felt like, I don't even know. That's one of my favorite cinematic moments easily. Like I just was blown well, because it's away kind of like the, uh, like Avengers end game. You finally right. get to see them do their abilities and like, Oh yeah. shit. It's about to pop off. Shit's about to mm-hmm. be fire. Yo, she crawling up slow mo and she going to dodge. Just like, take out boom, You're like, boom. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I, I really enjoy the first one, but I thought the trailer looked good. Thought it was a whole. I like that it's like this female villain. The way she's being portrayed, it looked like something Cheetah. different. Cheetah. 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 I guess yeah. she's a. Is she. She's a. I never. I don't read the comic book, so I'm assuming. Yeah, she's Cheetah's a, a character. Actual, yes. Yeah. So, no, I'm excited about it. Can't wait. I don't know. I. I'm gonna watch it. I don't think I'm gonna like it. Well, <laughs> maybe I can it'll surprise you, me. <laughs> no, you're not gonna like it. You've already. You've already labeled it that you won't like it, so you won't. When was the last time you watched the first Wonder Woman? Um, like when it I mean, came it out probably, or when a Blu-ray or was it, has it been a couple years? Like when we recently? got the DVD for it. Okay, so it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a while. Watch it again and then well, I will, let, me know, I will. Let, let me know and be like, oh yeah, this wasn't as good as I remember. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it happening. It was like in my top three that year. but I, w- I went to see it with two good friends and um, – this girl who I went to see it with and her husband, um, she like it was like her favorite movie ever. Like she loved it. <laughs> yeah. And so most I, people I don't, like it. I don't I, why. <laughs> oh God, we don't have the time. <laughs> we have the time. <laughs> we've got we've got other debates. <laughs> we do, we do, we do have other debates to get to. So is is that it for our, our little yes. movie TV update? Yes. Oh, no BS with Brian and Susan. We're bringing you all the BS, but still no BS here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. 
set us up, set us up here. All right. Well now, so our main topic is surgeries. So we thought we'd talk about some of the best surgeries from uh, television and film and best TV movie doctors. And then like our own personal experiences. Um, but I guess let's go ahead and start with uh, favorite surgeries from TV and film, which I'm not going to lie. I barely have any cause I really struggled with this one. well you 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 start out go for it yeah i'll go ahead i mean automatically right off the top of my head one of the best like uh surgeries from television is i I know i talk about it a lot but on everwood dr andy brown the whole season one is about this character uh colin hart who got in a car crash and has been in this coma for like four months and this is like a small town in everwood and everybody is just like this kid is going to be a vegetable for the rest of his life like they need to pull the plug kind of thing but when this renowned surgeon from new york comes uh there you know he he finally takes on the surgery and he he does it twice with uh colin because uh he has like the after the first surgery colin like you know there's like side effects and, and things like that. But the first time before Colin has ever woken up, that episode is one of the best episodes of the whole show. Just, um, just, well, they do like the flashbacks and, um, I don't know, just the way he's doing the surgery is really the way it's edited. It's very exciting and you don't know, are they going to make him wake up? Are they going to just end it there? And I don't know. It was a very, very great, um, brain surgeon scene and then i've never watched human centipede i have not watched the whole thing but i have no i won't i won't but i have seen clips and uh i will i went ahead and gave the doctor credit for doing one of the most disgusting surgical procedures where he sews people's mouths to their butts I just want to bring up the fact that I didn't have to bring up human centipede in our podcast. (laughs) Finally, you, you don't have it on your list though. Oh, it's on my list. I'm just so happy that Susan got to mention it and not me. Everybody likes human centipede. Human centipede might be better than wonder woman. Oh my God. (laughs) No, it's just a fucked up movie. Like it's disgusting. I mean, I, I, I guess I shouldn't fairly say I've only seen clips. Like I said, I I've seen the clip of them crawling around. It's gross. So just because of the originality, but those are the only two I could really think of, honestly, like a movie one and then a television one. Did you, cause you said you watched Everwood, right? I watched a lot of Everwood. Yes, I did. So do you remember that episode where Colin had his surgery? I do remember that episode. Did you like it? Yeah, no, I liked Everwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a bad show. Well, what what surgeries do you have? Well, in addition to Human Centipede, which I'm just so happy we got to mention on the show, mm-hmm. and it was you that mentioned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, I'm very, you made my day. Oh, good. <laughs> With that. <laughs> Um, I guess a couple of TV ones, you know, I'll go with, I think, one of the more obvious ones, the, uh, as it was it FX, I believe, uh, oh, Nip Tuck. I didn't even think about that show. Yeah. Nip yeah. Tuck. And they did so many crazy surgeries and they were really graphic and like a lot of weird surgeries. Um, so mm-hmm. s- some of them, uh, 
<laughs> some like two of the ones that I remember is like a fraternity party where some dude glued his ass to somebody his friend's face and they had to surgically remove it. Oh and then god. An, and then another one where like a lady during the Christmas season would play Mrs. Claus at like a mall, like uh-huh. Santa Claus's wife. And she was having liposuction done, but they found like a calcified fetus with inside her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she never knew she was pregnant but yeah it was crazy um and so it, it had been living in her for like 20 years if i remember correctly but i thought oh and they, they show all of this removing the fetus and the cows yeah and they go into detail in that show and it was a pretty fantastic i thought um, yeah so yeah that was cool um also uh in scrubs Turk, Turkleton, uh, taking out JD's appendix. Um, even though they really don't mm. show the surgery, I just thought that was a pretty cool episode of him taking the appendix out because it showed how scared JD was and how Turk was making a joke of it. And it was pretty cool. I liked that aspect of it. Yeah. So No, that was a good one. The only surgery I could think of of Scrubs was the, uh, the mistake episode with the... Oh, the, the heart, the, the oh, no. rabies, or was it? Oh, well, yes. You know what I'm talking about? He, Dr. Cox, like, jumped the gun a little bit too soon on uh-huh. trying to save a patient, and they didn't end up killing, like, a bunch of patients. Yeah, it killed three people, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is when he had his breakdown. Yeah. His meltdown. I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Movie-wise, um, there's a movie based off the 1800. 1800s book Frankenstein, which there's probably been 150,000 adaptations of Frankenstein. Right. But in the 80s, there was a movie called Frankenhooker, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is a heartwarming story of a medical school dropout whose loving wife gets mangled in a lawnmower accident. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's pretty funny. Frankenhooker. Mary Shelley uh, would be happy about it. But there's a surgical scene where uh, you're bringing back this dismembered uh, lawn mowing accident woman with all her body parts, but grabbing uh, loose body parts and organs from prostitutes that this uh, person is killing prostitutes to redo uh, his a dead wife and it's oh, pretty gross. amazing to see the surgical scene in that <laughs> it's called Ugh. frankenhooker it's pretty fun oh my gosh did you ever see this movie called may i never had the balls oh, to watch yes. it may Where is she, amazing amazing yeah, she like kills people to create like the perfect friend and sews up all their body parts right right yeah may yeah. is fantastic i saw that when it came out and ooh, what a wonderful Wonderful. Angela Bettis, I believe, is the main star in that movie, and it's wonderful. So I didn't have the stomach to watch it, um, but did she create her person? Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it's as gory as you think it is. No. Um, it's done really kind of tastefully because she's like really into sewing and dolls, so there's yeah. a lot of scissors and stuff like that. So that's excuse me, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, an, mm. Another one that came to mind was. Uh, the Bride of Frank, or I'm not, not, not the Bride of Frankenstein, the Bride of Reanimator, um, mm. you know, the sequel to Reanimator. So there is a scene in this movie where they're uh, making kind of like a body from all these random body parts from 
uh, deceased women like hitting up. So to see mm-hmm. them put together like organs and stuff like that is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I am also going to say the self surgery in 127 hours with James Franco when he has to oh. fucking cut his own arm off. I guess if we're going with that route, sure, I'll say that too. I didn't even think about that as a surgery. I mean, he's given himself self surgery. He's got to cut his arm off. That was one of the most brutal scenes. <laughs> I, I saw that in the theater. And Me too. I remember a kid passing out in the theater be- during the scene where he cuts the arm off. Oh my gosh. It I was, just remember. Yeah. I just, I was like, that was so tough to watch. Just yeah. watching him. Danny Boyle uh, getting those electric guitar strings when he touches the veins is just, ooh, good God. So that that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um I also think, you know, we said human centipede. Also, um, there's a, um, I'm trying to think, eh, no, those, those are them. Those are, those, those are the good ones that I'm going to mention, you know, right off the top of my head. You know, there's a new yeah. one on Shutter called The Beach House where a girl has to remove this really gross creature from her uh, foot and she has to give herself surgery and just blood and gooiness all over the place as she pulls like this creature out of her foot. And it's, it's pretty gnarly and, and pretty amazing. So I, those scenes are the ones that make me cringe and like get excited at the same time. Uh-huh. It's like, oh God. And I love to see the actors' performances and stuff like that because, you know, it's not happening to them, but they have to show like severe pain and disgust and, you know, yeah, I, I I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> they always make me so cringy, but I mean, fair enough. Yeah. There you go. But, well, I guess we can talk about our the best doctors from movies and televisions. I guess surgeons too. I I assume all these doctors I pick can be surgeons as well, but not sure. Um, so here, I'll go ahead and give my list. Uh, so I, I have obviously Andy Brown, just to go with what I said. But um, I also have Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Um, He's a good doctor. He is. He is a good doctor. You made a mistake, but I mean, every doctor is going to make a mistake, I'm sure. Um, Dr. Strange. <laughs> yeah he's a he's, great surgeon I even yeah think he's about a great that. surgeon yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, didn't, took, I took a second I'm like oh, oh yeah he's a great surgeon yeah no before he was doing all that whimsical stuff and like he had that accident with his hands like he was this like super big deal surgeon um mm-hmm. did you ever watch ER I did I mean not all of it but yes I watched ER I caught it every once in a while. And I'm assuming he was, he could be a surgeon too. I could be wrong. I just really love Noah Wiley, Dr. Carter. Right. Um, so I just, I had to give him a shout out. And then uh, Dr. Hibbert from the Simpsons. Cause we know he's <laughs> done some surgeries too. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to do his laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's better than uh, Riviera, so yeah. he's the like Dr. Hello, Hibbert. everybody. Yeah, hello, everybody. He's like, he's like not a real doctor, and then Dr. Hibbert's the one you go to when you want to like spend money. And right. <laughs> so good. Sure. I like. Yeah, Dr. I didn't even think about Nip Tuck though. Those, those are. I probably would put both of those surgeons. Uh, what is it, Sean and um, Sean McNamara and oh fuck, what's the other one's name? Sean McNamara and 
I can't Christian. remember. Christian, yeah. Christian, yeah, yes. Christian, yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were good too. They were they good. They were good. I like those. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, you mentioned human centipede. I'm going to go with the surgeon in that, Joseph Hyder. Creepy <laughs> guy. 100% medically accurate. Um, sewing butthole to mouth. Amazing. Did I'm I gonna... tell you, I, I'm like, I wouldn't say interviewed, fully interviewed him on the red carpet, but I'm sure you probably have interviewed him maybe even multiple times, I guess. No, I, ha- I have never interviewed him. I interviewed the director, Tom Six, before, but. Oh, yeah, him. we had him. Um, one of the uh, the most intense, like, Frightmare Weekend. Yeah, Diedrich, Diedrich Laser is his name. Yes, and he just, like, talked to the camera, and he was just, like, creepy to the camera for He's like, I, I can't, I have to pull up that. That was my first red carpet ever, and I was. Oh, with him? Well, he was one of the many people that walked that red carpet, and I was so intimidated. It was just a whole bunch of, like, uh, Pinhead. I talked to that guy um, from, like, Hellraiser. Yeah, Dieter Laser. Dieter Laser is his name. Yeah, he was definitely I, – I talked to him. I just – yeah, he, I just thought about that. He unfortunately passed away this year. <gasps> this year? Yeah, February 29th, 2020. He was 78 years old. What? He was that old? He I didn't mean, look that old. Still. Yeah, I no. know. Yeah, it Aww, was uh, fairly was unfortunate. But yeah, he um, he passed away. Hmm. So, no, yeah, he, he was great. Um, and I'm glad you, and that was your first red carpet because that's maybe intimidating to talk to him. <laughs> oh, I was. I was super intimidated because I knew who he was and I was like, oh, God. Uh, pretty good. Um, I'm also going to mention Turk from Scrubs, and I'm also going to mention at your cervix, Patch Adams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was he a surgeon, Patch Adams? He was a doctor, but I'm trying to remember if he was also a surgeon or not. I can't remember, but he was definitely a doctor in the medicine Yeah, field yeah, I know he was. At yeah. your cervix. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what he said in the movie you know to make jokes um you know i'm, I'm patch adams i'm at your cervix so yeah it's perfect robin williams yeah and you know uh, dr hibbert's a good one yeah those are just and, i mean i guess you could say house you know yeah Lori yeah. and house that's a good uh-huh. one so and uh definitely not meredith gray Oh, uh, I didn't. List. I don't watch that show, so I didn't put anybody from Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, those those would be the people, I guess, surgeons that I most admire. <laughs> good sure. list, good list, good list. Yeah, it was a good list for sure. Um, well, I guess we can talk about how we both had our wisdom teeth removed, and I don't know about you, but. Uh, Whenever I was about to do that, I really freaked out because I had never been like put under before. And I had that done right before, not like right before, but just a few months before my wedding. And I was really nervous to, to just be. And you had them out late. Yeah, I did. And I wasn't even going to remove them, but like literally that was probably the summer. So just a few months, my teeth started hurting so badly. It was like very painful. And, uh, I got them checked out and they're like, yeah, it's like growing, like it's going to push and you're, you're going to want to remove them. And I removed all four. Do you have all four of yours removed? Yep, I did. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just remember, <laughs> I remember being like they they put the what is it that they put in you to put you to sleep? Oh, the it's not Novocaine, but like it's some sort of anesthetic that makes you go to yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah. I just remember like they they were like <laughs> not okay, propofol. <laughs> yeah they said start counting backwards from um uh like three or whatever i don't know what number it was but i just remember i didn't get past like three numbers because i was like i was like what before i started counting i was just like uh when am i supposed to feel it and they're like you'll feel it pretty soon and i started like counting and i know i like i will never get i like clonked out and I remember waking up with all the gauze in my mouth and just being like, it's done already. <laughs> that was, uh, that was definitely, it felt very quick. It was, it was painful the next day, but I mean, it was, I was real quick. It was uh, the same day, but just, yeah, I don't know. That was, uh, that was a different kind of experience. <laughs> I, I imagine i imagine i yeah. i had mine out i mean it is a surgery i mean yeah sort of <laughs> i mean they're removing teeth yeah they're removing they're cutting into you you're under yeah. anesthetic you're, you're you're asleep and stuff like that um so i was in middle school i think and mine were becoming impacted, but it never hurt me. I just, I think my orthodontist and dentist, like you should have them taken out. And so I had all four taken out and I was not nervous at all going that I remember. Oh, um, I was. I, it was right before summertime. And the worst part of it was they um, in, put the needle to give you the, the drugs to put you to sleep in mm -hmm. like the top of your hand. Yeah. And that, that hurt because like, you know, there's like no fat there. There's no, I mean, that's just going right in. So I remember the prick that that happened mm -hmm. and the surgeon, the oral surgeon said like, oh, so what are you doing this summer? And I just remember, oh, going to Destin, Florida and then <laughs> nothing else after that. Yeah. I remember them waking me up and then having to help me get up because you could uh -huh. like kind of barely walk out of the chair. And right. then once I kind of got to the car, like outside, I was fine. It was mm -hmm. still a little loopy. And I remember my mother <laughs> being like, you want to go to Dairy Queen? And I'm oh like, my. yes, I want to get some some custards and shakes. <laughs> you could eat something right after? I had yeah, so like, like, a, like a shake or something like that. No candy or toppings. But like I got, I remember getting a chocolate shake from Dairy Queen and then having the gauze in my mouth for like a day or two, mm -hmm. you know, constantly changing it out. And I remember them, my mom saying, it's like the dentist said, like, you have to clean this out for the next like week or else mm -hmm. they're going to really hurt and uh, get dry socket or something like that. And so they gave me a syringe and uh, I had to fill it with water and antibiotics every time I ate or drank something in like, clear out the stuff back there and so yeah. i didn't have to go back to the dentist or the oral surgeon to get my stitches taken out they just fell out so uh, yeah mine fell out too I didn't right to go back. so but i never had dry socket which was awesome i never had an infection because i was mm -hmm. pretty rigorous with cleaning it out with the syringe i thought it was fun uh -huh. to you know stick a syringe in your mouth and squirt yourself yeah um that's pornographic yeah uh, sounds dirty yeah this sounds dirty um yeah. so yeah that was that was mine it was a fairly easy and i remember <laughs> i oh, remember my. the first meal that i ate 
I think it was a few, like two days or three days after getting them out, I went to Wet n Wild, which is a huge water park wow. in um, Arlington, Texas with a friend. Mm-hmm. Must have been, was it, was it in high school or was it in middle school? It had to be middle school. Uh, and we went to the water park by ourselves and I had a, I bought a hot dog at Wet n Wild to eat. Uh-huh. And I only chewed the hot dog with my two front teeth and it took like yeah. an hour to eat. <laughs> I'm like, why did I get a hot dog to eat? This is not working. Yeah, <laughs> I read that. That was so, that was very difficult having to like get used to not eating because it took, you take, it takes a few weeks to eat normal again, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any issues with like, I, I cleaned well enough, but I mean, I remember feeling like I had so much blood in my mouth, like right afterwards. Uh, I did, Trevor had made soup like um, for me that night but there was no way like right after the surgery i just felt like all i tasted was blood it was constantly spitting out blood and there was gauze in my mouth and i didn't want anything i i even when i drank water it just tasted bloody right like that iron taste so yes with you so having gross. that surgery and you saying that you were freaking out and so late in life mm-hmm. why do you think that is why do you think you freak out is it like maybe there's there's like a small chance of you know not waking up or something going was wrong, exa- them leaving something in you or something. Yeah, no, that was it. I was telling Trevor, I was like, what if I don't wake up? I hear these things that can happen. You could die. You could, die. the anesthesia can make, can kill you. What if I'm allergic? So I was like, what if I'm allergic? I don't know. And uh, so I think I just got paranoid. I was like, maybe because it was also like just a few months before the wedding, I was like, of course this would happen now. And then I die. Yeah, my (laughs) my wedding pictures aren't going to look good. I'm going to have a hole in my face. Yeah, I don't know, all this stuff. So uh, glad I got it done when I did, though. But yeah, I was just very paranoid. A lot. I I get, yeah, I, I get scared about that stuff. No, that, I mean, that's scary. I think that's part of it because you have no control. You're leaving mm-hmm. your life in the hands of somebody else and they're opening you up. They're taking mm-hmm. your armor and your yeah. <laughs> your shield open and going into where they're not supposed to go. Right. And you hear right. a lot of stories of like, oh, we did something wrong. Oh, shit, we left a scapel in. Oh, we left this thing in. We didn't sew it up well enough. And you're just like, oh, God, what's happening? But luckily, I don't think I really thought about that when I was that young. I just kind of like, Uh just because I wasn't adult yet. And so parents were kind of telling you what to do. Exactly. So I I did it. I think it would have been better if I did it when I was younger. I think that would have probably, I I probably would have been less scared. Yeah. But now, considering how much access you have to videos and the internet to read about it beforehand. Uh-huh. And it just like freaks you out. So yeah, oh for real. Oh my, oh my. Yeah. But um, if you did have to have a, or not half, but if you wanted any procedure that you could have done, is there even one that you would want done? What would you have done? Have a vagina so I could fuck myself constantly. Oh my God. That's <laughs> lovely. That's, that's so I don't lovely. even know how you would, that's not, I don't even know how you would do that, first of all. I can draw a picture. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy I put that mental image in your head. That's, it's there. It's, it's there. It's there. <laughs> uh, no, I would, um, I, too, I would have robot legs and I would have um, different eyes that kind of like Terminator eyes that would bring up oh all the information God. of anything you're seeing and anybody that brings up all this stuff and like targeting and 
gives you information. So yeah, robot eyes and robot legs for oh. sure. So you went more like like fantasy kind of search. Oh, well, I mean, if I had to, it, I, fuck. If I had to actually pick like a, an actual maybe surgery, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm losing my hair on the top of my head way quicker than I want to be. So I would have surgically implanted hair. Like, like when I was in college and after, right after college, I had glorious hair and <laughs> glorious hair. I did, man. It was curly and wavy and doc Brown esque. It was just all over the place and I loved it. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a lot of it's gone. So I, that would be like my more realistic approach to it for sure. Um, I would say, well, when I was younger for a really long time, I hated my nose. I used to want to get a nose job so badly. Really? So interestingly enough, being Jewish, um, a lot of stereotypical funny jokes are made for Jews have big noses. Uh Well, a lot of Jewish girls took that to heart in high school and college. A lot of the rich ones. Um, Yeah. And they got nose jobs or if, uh, yeah, amongst other things, but a lot of them did have nose jobs. So I remember growing up and here mm-hmm. having friends do that. Yeah. It's go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, but no, you go ahead. I just had to bring that out. Like that's like a common thing within the Jewish culture. No, definitely. And I've heard of that. And that's, uh, I would say it's very common in the Persian culture too. A lot of girls, get nose jobs. Even some of the guys get nose jobs. And um, it's really easy uh, to be like, to say, oh, I just have a deviated septum. So like insurance will (laughs) cover it or something. You get some insurance and, you know, you just tell the doctor like, hey, I I have a deviated septum, but while you're there, why don't you uh, change my nose (laughs) kind of thing? (laughs) Because I really hated it. I felt like I had such a big nose and I just did not like it. And my mom even at one point was like, I mean, if you really wanted to, we could say the deviated septum thing, but she'd be like, you really don't need it. And I think part of me was just too scared, but I know this is what I always give credit to Leah Michelle from Glee because she said, um, I loved her character on Glee. And I, I personally, I like her, but I know she's got dramas too, but uh, she would say that she wanted a nose job when she was growing up, but her mom told her, uh, she idolized Barbara Streisand, and her mom told her, if Barbara doesn't need um, a nose job, you don't need one. And uh, and she just, she went on to be like, I feel kind of like a Barbara Streisand. I mean, obviously not as famous, but I, I, I really idolized her. And the more I looked at her character, the more beautiful she looked to me and everything. And so honestly, like, I, I it's her. Like, it's really her. I was like, you know, if Leah Michelle doesn't need a nose job, I don't need one. <laughs> so now I don't even really... get one, it's you. It's uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. You could change yourself. There's no reason to change your beautiful self. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, so I I was like, yeah, I don't um I don't I don't think about it anymore or And I think it I shows like one. you're secure with it too. Like I, people get it because they're so insecure and it gets the best of them and it shows that you are secure with it and you know. Yeah. Well, now I am. <laughs> it's like it is what it is and um 
I think now if I had to pick a surgery, I would honestly pick like you say, I would say laser hair removal <laughs> for things because shaving is annoying for girls. Like having to constantly <laughs> shave your legs, well, your because armpits, whatever. You have a society, you know, you're not supposed to have hairy legs like, like, mm-hmm. a, like a dude. Right. So, like, we don't worry about that. Like I know some athletes constantly shave everything, yeah. which I can imagine is a fucking nightmare i mean i i'm like the hairiest person you might know and (laughs) i can imagine shaving my body oh my god oh my god yeah no i would go electrolysis route just to not have to deal with it again yeah like i'm like i guess i know it's not like a full-on like surgery but i'm like if i have to do that i'd be i would do the route to be like not have to worry about that like ever again just right yeah all all unwanted hair just be removed for good (laughs) see the point is my the hair off the top of my head falls down and sticks to my shoulders and back (laughs) (laughs) yeah so why why can't it grow where i need it to but it's growing everywhere else it's just ridiculous this is getting old it's getting older yeah uh, it sucks but yeah, no. So so okay. So yeah, do the hair removal. I I, you know, I've thought about that. My parents thought about it because you know, I've been hairy for a while, like you know, <laughs> since like middle school, and so uh, you know, oh. it's like not just my legs, but I start to get chest hair and shoulder hair and stuff like that. It's not as thick as some people, but I mean, uh-huh. it's always there. And you know, when even now, you know, I don't mind doing it but i you know just for my own safety because or not my own safety my own well-being is like i'll shave my back and shoulders before i go uh-huh. to the pool just you know oh okay yeah i'll do that just because i i i personally don't like all the hair i mean i'll keep my chest the same yeah uh, and stomach the same but just all the stuff on the shoulders and back uh, i don't need it um so but yeah that's that's how i am still but it doesn't yeah. bother me i mean i know i'm hairy uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. I never really, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't have to, like, I don't see you at the pool very often, so I don't really think about it, but yeah, I get it. I mean, there's a, I, it's no surprise, Persian men are very hairy too, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Jews and the Persians got the hair down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine if a Persian and a Jew married each other and had a kid, it would be like the werewolf, like it would just covered in head to toe hair <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. And, a, and a lot of guilt associated with it <laughs> yeah probably oh my that'd be so much fun we should write a movie a sitcom about that <laughs> oh my gosh that just the just the like the history alone <laughs> i know right it would gosh. be amazing it writes yeah. itself really it's like a it really does episode. uh <laughs> so yeah you, you no hair removal from you and robot legs for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, that I think that wrapped up our, our surgery talk. I think that was pretty fun. Yeah. All right. So are, are we moving on to our blind watch, Susan? Are we moving we, on to our blind watch? We are. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sorry? Because it's probably one of our worst films. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> it's never going to get better than our first one, Geek Charming, is it? <laughs> that wasn't even our first one. That was somewhere a little bit, it was early on, but it wasn't our first one. Oh, Geek first Charming one wasn't our was, first one? No, our first one was the, I was the first and I picked um, How Does She Do It with Sarah Jessica Parker, which wasn't great, 
But I mean, it was better than this. It was okay. better than Trap Model. Oh my God, Trap Model. Oh my God. Okay, so yes. you got to set the stage for everybody. Yeah. Why, how, where, when? <laughs> so honestly, like I was just picking a movie on my list that I had. Of, I had a bunch of movies I wanted to watch on Hulu. And I even texted Brian. I wasn't surprised. He had already seen Four Year Consideration and Sleeping with the Enemy. So I was, I should have picked this other one that I ended up watching yesterday. It was way better, but um, there was this movie called Trapped or Trap Model, sorry, Trap Model. And it did say it was a lifetime movie, but it was said it was based on a true story. And I only read the description on, on Hulu. And for the most part, when Lifetime does a true story like that, I thought it was going to be very similar to there was one lifetime movie with uh, Mira Mira Servino was in it. It was called Human Trafficking, and it was a tough watch. It was based on a true story, and it was so good. And I thought it was going to be like that. I thought it was it was kind of because that was like the premise of Human Trafficking. Like you got to see how all these different people got trafficked, and um, one girl was like they tricked her by saying oh we got a modeling opportunity for you so i thought this was just like going to be like that but like just focus on how she got tricked through modeling and what i what this was this my my falls i should have looked up a trailer i should have read more into it because it was like loosely based on like um something that wasn't even like the actual is based on something that happened to another model from like milan or something but Basically, it was this was not a good representation of the few good Lifetime movies they have out there that are based on true stories. This was like one of their garbage ones. And to somebody who does not watch Lifetime movies, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what I was in for. But I, I mean, I kind of knew, but I was like, oh, fuck it, let's do this. It, because... Again, we have to pick movies that we both haven't seen, yeah. which is very difficult. But luckily, Susan and I have developed a system with ourselves that we get to watch it together. Mm-hmm. So we started at the same time and we constantly text like Mystery Science Theater 3000 through the whole movie. And it's wonderful. It makes everything better. Yeah, for sure. No, it makes it way more entertaining. But uh, yeah, I it was this one was not good. This was... Uh, that so so give a, br- a brief synopsis like what's this movie about all right so let me look up the characters names because i've already like forgotten who was who <laughs> like that, model it's number a very one. <laughs> it's a very forgettable movie i'm not gonna lie like i've already forgotten a lot about it but <laughs> so there's this wannabe aspiring model character uh, i think her name is grace in the movie and she it starts off with her doing some photo shoot with a, a real photographer i guess and it, you you kind of get to know that her what her boundaries are like she's just wearing literally like a dress with a coat and he tells her to like take off the coat and he's like, Oh yeah, that's so much better. And then like when he asks her to take her top off, you know, that's, that's where she draws a line and she's like, no, I'm out of here. So anyways, um, her mom, it's clear that her mom and her boyfriend would like her to go to college, but she wants to follow her dreams of being a model. And this movie moves quickly. Luckily it's short, but it moves like they just go straight into everything. I mean, there's barely a buildup from here's, you know, she wants to be a model. She won't do nudity. 
boyfriend mom want her to go to college the night before that night she gets an email or see or she sees that you could be like um, a model come to Miami all expenses paid um, wonderful wonderful modeling opportunity and she's like oh too she even says too good to be true but I'll apply all of a sudden the next morning she gets a phone call from the most creepy guy I've ever heard like I mean the guy literally sounds like a murderer and he's just like hey I, I saw something in your photos that I really liked something special would you like to come to Miami? I'll, I'll set it up with my assistant. She's like, oh my God, yeah. Um, can you at least send me a website of your pictures like, uh, so I know like who you are? He sends a website. I mean, these photos, they could have been fake for all she knows, but she's like, oh, that's it. That's all I need to know. She, he sends her a bus ticket, I guess, and uh, leaves a note for her boyfriend and mom and heads to Miami and when she gets there, she's like, everything is, is red flags. She was told she was going to have an apartment model and she was going to meet agents while well, she's being driven to like this middle of nowhere, secluded house. Mansion, um, kind of. Mansion. Yeah, no, it's a mansion. So that is the one thing like you would be like, well, this is really nice. It's not like a dungeon. But what's creepy is just like coming to a person's house for like, this is not a professional studio and the guy just immediately starts taking pictures of her and Bring, brings it, her to the guest house, locks her yeah. in the room and makes her become a naked cam girl. <laughs> right. Essentially that's, that's what it does. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's really stupid from there. It, even it is. So. No, it, it is. It is. It's, um, it, it's funny because this character, this model, she's like 18 and she's just, she's an awful person. She talks yeah. back to her mother. Her boyfriend <laughs> is clearly amazing and loves her, but she doesn't want any part of it. And she just wants to focus on her so-called modeling career. And when actual photographers and people try to tell her what to do, she has to like talk back and like, I don't want to do this. Like, who are you? And then yeah. she goes the Nigerian prince route. We've all got the email of a Nigerian prince wanting you to give them money. Like, exactly. give me 400 bucks and we'll, I'll give you a million. So yeah. basically that's the scam. Basically it's like, hey, send us your photos and we'll see if, and like immediately emails are back. So it's just for her being so questioning about every photographer, she didn't question this at all. So doesn't make sense, but I guess to forward this dumb movie. Yeah. And then you have this guy and his supposed girlfriend who are just horrible people kidnapping girls and torturing them, making them do nude things for their own uh, jollies and money, supposedly. Uh -huh. And then she is, I mean, she escapes and it's a happy ending as I guess Lifetime does, right? That's well, I will say that is a cliche of Lifetime. And I don't know if you ever watched uh, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did a a mock Lifetime movie. It, was, it aired on Lifetime and it is essentially making fun of all like Lifetime movies. Like, you ever watch it? I did not watch that. that you would awesome, actually though. really like it. It, it. But it's way more effective if you've seen Lifetime movies because they play on the cliches mm -hmm. of like it. So it's... And one thing they totally make fun of at the end after they go through these like traumatic experiences where they're just like 
dancing around and having a good time in the kitchen like oh my god everything is good now and that's exactly how every lifetime movie ends like like we just went through this horrible experience let's just have the upbeat music and everything's tied up in a nice bow now but honestly like I wish if, if another Lifetime movie comes along that I think it's going to be good. I really want to like redeem it because this was, there's way better Lifetime films. This was just, it, it, <laughs> it just, did, it, it made didn't no even sense. add up. Yeah, it didn't no, make it made sense. No sense. It made no sense whatsoever. She just like so quickly agreed to go to this trip. Like, and then like to not even tell her, her like, mom about it to leave it in a note and it yeah basically saying like hey i'm doing this modeling gig see ya and that's it no not telling where you're going or anything and not telling your boyfriend it just she was a horrible character and like right why go after her but i guess it right right yeah she was really horrible and i just feel like she um i don't know i actually also think the movie was very tame like for what was happening, that situation, like they try to make this, not that I'm saying I need like attacks and rapes or anything like that, but I'm like, he was just, I feel like they were very careful to not like go beyond besides like a few like slaps, like he like slapped her and stuff, but I don't know. I don't feel like she was, she was kept in this really nice room. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, her captor, this guy, he was just, he was batshit insane. Like, mm-hmm. he just, you know, like Buffalo Bill style, but like not that deep. He was just, yes. like, he thought he could, you know, have a relationship with her. But I mean, but then he just like ends up killing all these girls. He digs their, you know, like shallow graves. And yeah. It, it doesn't make sense at all. And he didn't, he wasn't convincing as like a sadistic dude either no he wasn't he was very poorly written he didn't he made no sense it's like the most we knew about him is that he had a peanut allergy a deathly peanut allergy and he was was the way he went out (laughs) yeah the way he went out which was really stupid but um the way like the fact that he had that girl who was helping him out his girlfriend. I hated how she's supposed to be. She was so. She didn't understand that he was killing these women. He was like, "You murdered this person." Like that's where it draws the line for her. Like you don't kill them. It's okay if you kidnap and torture them, but can we not murder them, please? Like yeah, no redeeming. At least she got knifed. Yeah, at least. And it, but I just. Yeah, it made no sense to me that, and he would so quickly, like, is he that stupid? Like, you're supposed to be a pretty smart guy to trick these women. And then just what, in a span of like a month, you're believing that she would fall for you? Like, he's just like, I I don't know. And it, it didn't take much. It did not take much for, it's not like she seduced him. It's not like she kissed him. It was like, she was nice. And then all of a sudden he was he was like, Oh yeah, I will get you the paint you want. I'll take you shopping. Like it, uh, it, it did, did again, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, none of it did. Uh were there any scene highlights in it? Yes, the heel and the eye. That was great. Yeah. So we have seen that before in movies, but it was just kind of like, oh shit, she getting her revenge, stabbed right in the eye with a heel of a shoe. 
That was my favorite part only because it was the most, I guess, graphic and you don't see it like it's very out of place in this movie because it's it doesn't show much of anything. So when she actually like stabs a heel in his eye, I'm like, OK, that's fun. He just <laughs> covers it up with a bandage that does not bleed through. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And then uh, he'd be the- in much more pain than what happened. And then the the other scene highlight that I think we both laughed out loud at at the same time was um, the boyfriend's roommate in computers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the best. I love – so there's, like, terrible acting in this movie, just FYI. Like, and the mom dialogue. is decent. Yeah. yeah, and dialogue. But, like, the boyfriend is horrible, and then his roommate is probably even worse. And – out of nowhere, let me just say, like, I, I, I can, okay, I can assume, I can assume that this guy um, may have seen, like, a photo of his, his roommate and girlfriend, and maybe that's how he would recognize her, but I'm wondering, are we not wondering why this roommate stumbled upon a cam girl site? And, well, so like, that's, that's what I was, I was hoping, and when that, that scene played out. I was like, hopefully they would mention like, Oh, I was just looking at porn right, and I came across right. this, but cause they don't mention it, but like yeah. he clearly was looking at porn and came across this. Nobody sent it to him. Right. I'm like, nobody sent this to you. You, you, the only way you would have seen this is if you were looking at cam girl, like porn, which fine. Cause it no to the, to the people, the viewers, they don't know the girls have been kidnapped. So it's not like, it's not like he knew she was trapped or anything, but you know, he's supposed to be curious because he's like, wait, that's my roommate's girlfriend. Why is she doing this? But I'm just like, let's not, let's not slide over the fact that you were totally looking at porn and you're just, you're being, I wish you would be like, well, I was jacking off and um, (laughs) I just realized this is your girlfriend. I thought, I thought I should tell you, I I, I didn't do it with her. I, I stopped when I saw her right like, but it said he comes out he's like hey you did you say you're you're you haven't heard from your girlfriend in a while no, i think he modeling? said like your girlfriend's a model right uh, like, yeah <laughs> not this kind of model <laughs> yeah and he shows her and he's like no no like right away i mean i do like that he doesn't assume that his girlfriend is doing it willingly i like that he was like there's no way she would do this like she's this is happening against her will and then he's like what is this? he goes what do you know about computers? He's like, it's my major. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, computers are your major? Like, that was the actual me. dialogue. Cause I guess yeah. the boyfriend was like wanting him to hack in and like find her where her IP address is and all that stuff. And yeah. but he, only, he didn't ask about that. He just said, what do you know about computers? And this nerdy black guy looks at him like, Turns to the camera. It's my major. <laughs> it's my major. I'm and that's all that's the- that's all that is. That's that's the end of the scene. That I I mean, it would have been so much better if he was like literally all he had to say was, "Do you think you could trace the IP address?" Yeah, like that would have been. No, that, a little- that's too. That's too smart. That's too intelligent for this movie. Yeah, that's too intelligent because well, they they needed to establish that he's good at computers, Brian. So this Do is you the know only computers? Way. It's my major. This is, <laughs> I still I was, so, <laughs> This is my major. It's computers. So we both texted each other at the same time that yeah. happened dying. <laughs> it's like computers are a major now? Like I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, computers are yeah, I major in computers. Um 
and you you got to think like this movie was screened for people and people that worked on the movie and like that scene comes up how do you not burst out laughing and how dumb it is i i don't know but it was very very dumb i uh that was just that was one of the very many dumb dialogues in this whole film but uh that one stood out because it was very at least you got a good laugh from that one for sure for sure i still yeah we're gonna i have a feeling that you and i are going to be saying that line over and over again yeah (laughs) yeah i'll be a running one for sure do you know about movies do you know about movies it's my major Major. (laughs) i mean at least that's a little bit i think that's better film studies or whatever yeah Yeah. computers yeah it was just the way and it was just the way it was like said but i mean ultimately i like brian would you recommend this movie no fuck no the only way i would recommend it is if like mystery science theater 3000 or riff tracks got a hold of it and did a wonderful riff on it you know, because yeah. that would be really funny. I mean, I why don't Lifetime movies get in the business with them and release like a commentary track with those guys doing their movie? Yeah, they should. They should. No, I really do not recommend this. And I feel like for the most part, I've always had something like, well, sure, if you want to watch this, but I'm like, no, don't do it to yourself. There's so much better out there. This is this is a movie that was I, I don't even know. Like, what a shame to the person that it was supposed to be based on, honestly. No, for sure. For sure. It's mm. kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, thank you, Susan. I'm glad this is in our uh, our memories forever, just because I'll never forget this movie. <laughs> I feel so bad for it. The whole time I, I did text Brian at one point, I was like, I'm sorry. This is way worse. And I was like, is I this thought. payback for the last movie, Devil's Island? And, <laughs> and it wasn't even meant to be payback. That's a thing. Like, I don't, I don't purposely pick, like, I'll never purposely pick, like, a, spite, a hate spite movie. No. <laughs> I honestly, when I, I, that one was more so, like, I knew it was catering more towards me because I, life, I like Lifetime movies. So I'm like, well, fuck it i'll watch it but like you know ryan won't mind but i thought i really thought it was going to be one of the good ones and that was on me with the failed research of it it had just been on my list and uh like i said i really wish i had um picked another one that i ended up watching but lesson learned lesson learned for sure props to Uh, brian for sticking through it i actually there was there was a point where i was worried you were going to be like i can't finish this no, I'm going to finish it. I'm, I'm there to finish it. I don't walk out on movies. <laughs> I don't do that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick it till the end because there might be a redeeming quality about it or something funny happening. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, th- thank you, Susan. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's our blind watch. Next episode will be my pick. I yeah. have no idea where I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I'll be curious. Be kind. Be, Not be another kind. torture film. Nothing torture. What What was torturous about? Devil's Island they're... felt like a torture movie. Those kids were, in a sense, being tortured. That's true. That's true. They were. Yeah. All right. Um, so that was our blind watch. Now to our last little segment, Honorable Mentions, where we mention some movies we've watched recently and upcoming ones with the uh, addition of movies coming out on VOD and for Fantasia film festivals and film festivals going on virtually, there's some movies to talk about. So, Susan, honorable mentions. 
All right. Well, um, just for the the kiddos and families, uh, Magic Camp released on Disney Plus. It stars um, Adam Devine, I think is how you say his last name. Yeah, Adam Devine. I like that guy. Yeah, and Jillian Jacobs. It actually has a really strong cast. It has, um, oh gosh, you like that guy too. It also has, he's in trans something. Oh, fuck. Why am I Trans- drawing a blank with his name? Transfiguration? Transcendence? No, it's, it's going to drive me nuts when I can't remember his name. He was actually in um, Heavyweights, too, as the dad. Oh, um, I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey. I like Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. in um, Trans... Yeah, the, the Amazon show. Right, right. So, it, yeah, the, he's like the camp director, and then uh, those two play past students, Jillian Jacobs and uh, Adam Devine. They're past students who won't gone on to be like magicians, but they come back and they're counselors for the camp, and it's like a new batch of kids. And they have a strong adult cast. Like, honestly, the, the adult acting is really good. I mean, the kids are kids. Some are better than others, but it's really cute. Like um, any child who watches it, like my niece and nephews watched it and they already are just like constantly doing like magic stuff and has a sweet story. So I, I recommend it. I had fun with it. Yeah. Um, and the, the director of it did uh, Bad Santa 2 and, fi- oh. um, and um, Mean Girls and Freaky Friday. And uh, he did was, Mean Girls? Yeah. And oh, um, yeah, Mark Waters. He was the director, either. and he uh, was a producer of 500 Days of Summer. So Wow. Well, so that's, that's probably why it wasn't so bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still cheesy, but you take it for what it is. It's a kid's film. So for a kid's movie, I really enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Yeah, and Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Todd produced it, which she produced Die Hard 2, Ford Fairlane, Predator 2, um, Idle Hands, Austin Powers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Across no the wonder universe. why this yeah. movie was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And yeah, she, pretty cool crew behind this movie. Now I want to watch it. Yeah, you and should. I, I think you might like it. I, I really do. Because I grew uh, up doing magic, like practicing magic and doing tricks. I still you? do some illusions. I still do some, uh, mostly card and coin. Uh, uh-huh. But Adam Devine, you know, from uh, Workaholics and mm-hmm. Jexy, uh, that dude is amazing. And I just, he, his yes. his characters and movies, and it seems like his personality just oozes like mm-hmm. Job from, uh, like like Job Bluth from Impressive Development, like very cheesy magician style. And it just looks like that character, he plays that character perfectly. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I think um, he's he's just really good. He's just a really good actor, and uh, I think that's why. And he's he's in it the most, I would say, besides maybe like the main kid. But uh, you know who also they have a really touching like father son story in there. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if you remember the actor. Gosh, he's kind of more of a of a newcomer, I would say, but. Aldous Hodge, he was in. Did you watch? Oh yeah, yeah, no, Aldous Hodge. Was it Clemency? Clemency. Yeah, he's in Straight Outta Compton as well. Yeah, he's in Straight Outta Compton as well. Well, he plays this kid's dad, the main kid's dad, who has 
he's the person that got his child into magic, but he passed away. So like magic is what like holds him on to his father. And um, the flashbacks between them are really sweet. And it's just, yeah, I mean, really, you should, you should give it a shot. It's not. No, it's and really- I'm, I'm reading the production of it and it looks like there w- this was originally written by Steve Martin, the Steve Martin, and uh, his draft was redone and added no to way. by the current writer. But yeah, Steve oh. Martin, or the many writers, but yeah, uh, Steve Martin wrote a draft for this movie. Oh, wow. I had no idea. So pretty cool. That oh is really God. cool. And Rolf Kent did the music for it too? Oh my goodness. <laughs> So the, the, the composer of this movie has done like movies like Sideways and About Schmidt, Legally Blonde, Mean Girls, Election, um, Dom Hemingway, Up in the Air. Blah. Man, crazy. Crazy. Well, now I've got you on to this movie. You're going to watch it now. Disney's bad. Why didn't we watch this at our blind watch? Um, because I had already seen it by the time I picked the blind watch, so, but I shouldn't, and also, I, believe it or not, I thought I was being kinder with Trap Model than Magic Can. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. thought you would be way more annoyed that I would pick a movie, like, on, like, a kiddie, kiddie movie, but, I mean, I should have known after how we both enjoyed, um, Geek Charming, so. Geek Charming, and I like kids' movies. They did, a like, a pro wrestling one recently that I reviewed that I really liked, and Things Like a Dog. I I didn't like that one. I didn't like that wrestling one. Oh, like, the main event is what it's called? I I like it. Something like that, that. yeah. I I think Magic Camp is way better, but. All right, what um, else, what else you got for honorable mention? Well, uh, they've got a few of the Bachelor seasons on Hulu, and I just I had never seen um, Jillian Harris's season of The Bachelor, and I, I watched that. They've also got Sean Lowe's season on Hulu, which is my favorite Bachelor ever. And in addition to that, they've got Andy Dorfman's Bachelorette, and they have Juan Pablo's season, who, in preparation for Claire Crawley's season of The Bachelorette, I recommend people watch that, you know, closer towards the beginning or of uh, October. Give yourself a refresher there because that's where Claire like started and that will probably make you more eager for her to find love. But um, those are fun. Brian, go ahead and watch yourself some Bachelor. I will get there. <laughs> well, at least if you watch Magic Camp, I'll be happy. But uh, also, Roadside Attractions' uh, newest film, Words on Bathroom Walls. It's uh, based on a book, but I surprisingly really enjoyed this movie. It's like a teen drama romance. I'd almost even call it more of just a drama. There is romance in there, but it's about a kid who has uh, schizophrenia. And I've never really seen a movie that, like, if honestly, I don't know if I've seen a movie about you know somebody with schizophrenia where that was like the main focus, but I really love the way that they showed what this uh, I think his name is Adam in the movie. It's played he's played by Charlie or Charlie Plummer plays him, and then Taylor Russell, who is in Waves, uh, is the love interest, and those two are just so good. Just they just being on screen together, they're incredible. Um, but yeah, I really thought 
they did a fantastic job and the movie was handled really well. And just another one of those films that I, you know, with someone who is dealing with schizophrenia, I think that that's another thing that deserves representation and just showing like your, your disease does not define you, that kind of message. Um, I would say you've seen quite a few movies with uh, schizophrenia. I would, I would venture a beautiful mind, Shutter Island. I never saw it. Oh, you never saw Shutter oh, Island? Oh, Shutter or... Island. Shutter yeah. Island. A Beautiful well, Mind Fight uh, Club? Is that schizophrenia or uh, bipolar? I mean, the dude's like seeing... That's schizophrenia? I, I'm pretty sure that's an element of schizophrenia for sure. Well, I mean, also, do we see it very often in a, in a romance way, though? Definitely not a romance way. Maybe split here and there, but... Let's see. Split is personality. That's... yeah. That's, I think this is, especially when you see the way this was like, the way they show it, this is very different than, maybe I'll give you Fight Club. Again, I haven't seen Beautiful Mind. Um, well, that's an Oscar winning movie. I, yeah, I don't know. I just never. <laughs> not a Russell Crowe fan. Not always, <laughs> honestly. Um, well, I think he was really pissed that year he lost. So I think that just turned me off even more. That's funny. He fought around but, the world. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, uh, what was the other one that you said? Oh, Shutter Island. I didn't even know he had, see, Shutter Island, that's like totally different than the way this kid, like, I don't know what that condition was that Leo DiCaprio had, but I don't know if that would, I would have called that full on schizophrenia. Yeah, because this is, this kid doesn't like, he, it's more that he, he hears things and can get violent and then um, his hands shake and it's just, it's really, I don't know. The way I've seen this was like, I don't remember anything like this before. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's go. good. It's really good. You should watch it. Words on the bathroom walls. I'll check it mm -hmm. out. Yeah, and then I know you saw this one, but the newest documentary, You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Which is I awesome. Surprised. Like that's yeah. just it's, it's such because a lot of people think David Arquette's a joke, and yeah, I mean he's not. I mean he has a sickness of alcoholism and stuff like that. But like that dude, his life is crazy, mm -hmm. and he basically people would argue that he took down WCW from his world his you know promo world championship title reign WCW, and like yeah. a few weeks after it went out of business. And then, you know, for a couple of years, he got back up in the indies until recently. He had a pretty good indie career. And then he did a match that like almost killed him. Yeah, that was, I had a lot of respect for him I, when he did that. I remember that match when it happened. I was, I was not there, but I was there. Like, I remember it like being streamed. And so it's like, dude, David, stop. Because I had interviewed him. Uh -huh. uh, and he's, that's a super nice dude. And he really has a passion for the wrestling business and he because wrestlers do it because they love it just because they don't do it for the money per se just because a you don't make a ton of money at wrestling unless you're john cena or the rock yeah and it's 95 percent travel around the world and you're putting yourself in literally life or death situations constantly um Right. And I respect David for doing that. And this documentary kind of shows that and how like cool the duty is and like passionate and willing to go the extra mile. Right. You liked it? 
I did. I did. I thought it was, I was surprised. I, I kind of went in like, oh, this is probably gonna be stupid, but I, I felt a lot of compassion for him. I just felt like the poor guy, he, he know he knows he's considered a joke and he's like, you know, it sucks. Like he obviously uh, does have a passion for wrestling and his career and he's seems like he's really sweet to his fans, even if you, they are just fans of uh, Scream or something. Like he will, he looks forward to to interacting with them. Um, I, I I just appreciate that he was really just trying to prove himself. Like, not um, he didn't want to disrespect the the sport, and I think he just wanted to come back and show that he wasn't he wasn't the big joke that everyone thought he was, and. Uh, you can have sympathy for somebody who's just trying to prove that he's, he's, uh, I mean, I guess I keep saying that just not the, not the joke that everyone thinks he is that like, he just wants to be taken with respect. I mean, that's what I felt. I felt like this guy really, all he wants is respect. Like he just wants to be. Well, because he plays a lot of goofy roles in movies, mm-hmm. I and mean, that's not him in real life. I mean, he's goofy and yes, he had, he has a, he had a band and you know, like every other actor at some point has problem with alcohol or drugs, but yeah, I mean, with pro wrestling, like it's, you're taking other people's lives in your hands. It's like a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of physical training and he's, he's doing it and right. he's good at it. So I like that aspect. I'm glad they made a doc for it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I really, I did enjoy it and uh, I, I recommended it. Honestly, I, I, I thought, I th- I think especially if there's anyone who did even like watch anything with David Arquette or knew who he was, it's, it's very eye opening. They have Courtney Cox makes an appearance in there. So does his sister, uh, Patricia, right? Patricia or Rosanna, Patricia? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, they talk remember. About it. yeah. It's, he's a big fan. Yeah, she's the, in there. There's a lot of, and you get a much more understanding of his background too, which you, you, you have some, you can sympathize there with his upbringing. Right. No, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be on demand tomorrow is what they yeah, say. which is awesome. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Do it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a little movie called uh, Unhinged for a little second. Oh, The okay. new Russell Crowe movie. Watched it, reviewed it. For a B movie, it's fun. Uh, it's stupid and silly. Makes no sense whatsoever, but it's fun to see uh, Russell Crowe kind of not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like he won the Oscars, he's done all of it. So he's like, I'm just doing some fun stuff. So he's he is unhinged in the movie and he's let himself go physically. So, yeah. <laughs> he, but it's fun to watch, but none of it makes sense. None of, I mean, it's violent over the top silliness. And I will say that he's probably the hero of the movie and the person who's supposed to be the hero, the woman is the actual villain. That's my hot take from the movie because okay, she is a okay. horrible character, like uh. the worst. She deserved everything she got, basically. <laughs> um, but the movie makes no sense. And so uh, if you're going to watch it, watch it for free somehow. Do not pay for it. Uh, uh, yeah, don't, definitely don't go to the theater for it. And definitely uh, pay, oh, yeah, I have no desire to see that movie. movie. If it's for free on Netflix and you have nothing else to do, watch it. Um, but that brings us to Bill and Ted 3. Um, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Been talked about for many years. Um, yeah. I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. 
and Bill and Ted Face the Music, bringing back Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves amongst uh, many other actors from the original films. Uh, both Susan and I watched this and we yep. have very different reactions to it. We do. We do. Um, you want me to tell you my reaction? Tell me your reaction. Uh, I thought it was a bad movie. Now, did I hate it? No, I don't hate it. Um, I will say there are funny moments and there's a robot or Terminator thing that definitely uh, gives a few more laughs than others. And it is His name is Dennis. His name is Dennis. His name is Dennis. Yes, I am Dennis. Uh, forgot his middle name, but that was funny. I, like I said, I, I did laugh from him. Um, and I did enjoy seeing the, the people who were the original cast, obviously Keanu Reeves. And um, I actually, I don't know the name of Alex Winter, Alex Winter. Yeah. Uh, and then they bring back like, that's, that was the original, um, like stepmom, right? That was yeah, her. Missy. That was the original Missy. Missy and Ted's original dad too. Ted's original dad. They brought the back the original death, like William Sadler, which um, he was awesome. Yeah, he was good. Like the cast itself was good. I mean, I don't know where the original wives are. Who knows where they are? That are they alive still? Oh yeah, they're alive. But I would they're imagine still- like they got bigger names. Right, they went for bigger names, I guess. Um, eh, you know, it's, I don't know. That already right there was like kind of like, oh, it would have been cool if they could have brought like just the original women. I, I like the original cast, seeing them. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I thought was good. Uh, no, actually. So pretty much it was so stupid uh, they started out pretty interesting, like with the wedding. I was like, okay, where are we going from here? Where are we going? And right when I think it loses its way for me, honestly, right when they first like leave the reality, you know, when they get picked up and they go, it, it just because even in the past films, which granted I haven't watched them in a while, I swear when they traveled, like space travel or whatever, like time traveled they had so much more purpose. Like they would kind of stay and they would save things and do more, more like this one just felt so like the script was really bad. I think that was the problem. I thought the script was terrible. I think they just, um, they, they come up with this premise of you need to create the best song to save the world. Like one song at seven seventeen, and that's going to save the world. Why? Why was the world ending? Like, what what was happening that the world was, like, going to shit all of a sudden? And why is a song well, going to save it? That's been the issue since Bill and Ted won. They're, Bill and Ted are going to save the universe because, though so they have to pass their history report to pass school mm-hmm. because, if not, Ted was going to be sent off to military school and those two would be split up mm-hmm. and they would never form a band and save the world. Uh, from destruction and so mm. they actually showed kind of the destruction here which was done in a really cool way of different time periods and realities converging on themselves and i thought that was really smart uh, but that was really cool i i just dis- disagree with you all the way through i mean well, except I know. for the you part know. where it's a stupid movie yes it's a stupid movie but that's bill and ted the dumb movie but, but i like so the good. first two the first two were just better those you scripts been were not in a good mood watching this i don't know it, no. it's it's good it's a good movie 
<laughs> no yeah. way, Brian, you are wrong. I, Plenty I, of people agree. No, I can't no, it's, wait. A, it's a good movie. It's, it has a good message of like the never breaking bond of a friendship um, and working together. Uh, and I think that's kind of like Bill and Ted's motto besides like be excellent to each other, but to see their kind of like idiocy still um, in their older age was wonderful and so perfectly spot on and well done. And then their daughters, like when they're like, oh yeah, we're looking around for this robot. And then Bill's daughter just like turns around and looks like that was a genius little bit of comedy that most people would miss. And I thought that was really funny. Uh, and, you know, I thought it was a very cool idea of going through time, getting famous musicians to form like the ultimate band. And I guess like they wanted to keep it quick. So they had like, a time limit on it. Like they talk about the time limit of the movie throughout the film, but they're talking about it's the reality and not time. And then of course, like none of it makes sense. You know, they even say that in the movie, they're very self-aware. Mm. Um, and then you have Kid Cudi out of nowhere becoming the scientific quantum physics genius, which is hilarious. And I got to think, like, is he really interested in time travel? Because, like, that's just too funny. Uh, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. The music's great. It's a heartfelt, heartwarming message and just good to see these people again. And they did a good job. Yes, I think it's a stupid movie. But Bill and Ted's a stupid movie. Um, I just think it's a stupid movie. Like, like I said, there's funny parts, and it's cool to see them back together. But I honestly don't think we needed an hour and a half film. Like, I think it was completely unnecessary. I'll agree with you. We don't need a Bill and Ted three, but it happened, and they did it. They did a good job. Perfect bookend to the trilogy or to a trilogy. I thought. Mm. I, we're gonna agree to disagree on this one because i just i would have rather i think it would have been cool if they just did like a like a 10 minute um like little youtube video you know like a well-produced video that kind of did that like yeah but then you're gonna want like i want a whole movie they just did a whole movie yeah it was, it was just it got repetitive too it, it became like this repetitive thing where eventually because once they got like sent to the world it was just constantly like i don't know i just felt like there was a real outside of the fact that yes they had to make this song there wasn't a whole lot more happening i guess it just felt like well because it was it a felt, really quick movie it was like 78 or 80 minutes right and it was and like it, it, we got to do this the 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 daughters are getting all the musicians Bill and Ted are going to their future selves and past selves to try to figure out the song and they all meet back up on the highway. You know, it's just like, it's wham, bam. Like, yeah. No, and no I think that's where, dilly right. And I think with it being rushed is where I noticed even more how certain scenes were being forced to just like, just to move the story forward. Like, like let's get to it. Let's get to it. And that's how it felt. It's like, they're, I don't know. I just, I wasn't a fan, but that's nothing against the cast. I think everybody was good actors. It's nothing on the acting and it's, you know, the actors did what they could, but I think the script was bad. That's where I blame it. I go, I think it's just that there wasn't a strong script. Um, but I mean, 
we differ on this and that is fine. I'm really curious to see everyone. We're on embargo. Obviously this will not air until at least like tomorrow. No, it's today. It is today. I think the embargo is 6 p.m. Is it 6 p.m.? Okay. Uh, But I, yeah, I give it a four out of 10. Brian, what do you give it out of 10? Oh, I'll give it, I'll give it a solid seven out of 10. All right. Okay. Fair, fair for you. (laughs) Fair for me. Fair for me. So yes, go see Bill and Ted uh, face the music excellently, most triumphantly. It is not being shown in theaters. It is going to be online to rent. No, it's in theaters too. It is? Are Mm -hmm. you sure? Well, definitely don't go see it in the theater. Just do I'm pretty sure Alamo is showing it. But just, well, I'll, I'll say this. Don't ever go to the Alamo for anything. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but don't I know Brian, Brian doesn't like the Alamo. That, don't, I don't go to the Alamo Draft House. Just stay away. Go to the Angelica. <laughs> I like Angelica and Alamo, people. Nope, nope, not here. Uh, and then the last bit of... Uh, honorable mention is the new movie, The Personal History of David Copperfield by directed, produced and written by Armando Annucci, who gave us the amazing TV show Veep and the death of Stalin. And now he has taken on the Charles Dickens book, David Copperfield. No, not the magician. It stars Dev Patel as David Copperfield with Peter Capaldi and Hugh Laurie and Tilda Swinton and Ben Wishaw, Benedict Wong, Gwendolyn Christie. It is just an amazing cast and it is funny, heartwarming about the life of David Copperfield. If you're not familiar with David Copperfield from Charles Dickens, it's told in the first person, kind of like somebody narrating your his own autobiography story about him growing up and his many adventures and villains and friends he meets along the way and it is just feel good fun great well done and quite comical uh the personal history of david copperfield excellent film uh i definitely recommend seeing it definitely not in the theater but you can do it online digitally do it that way i plan on watching it it's it's good it's good so that 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 wraps off that wraps it up episode (laughs) wraps it off wraps it up episode 12 of no bs with brian and susan thanks for staying with us we always heart our audience heart them so much yeah thanks guys Susan, where can everybody find you? You can find me at thischicksflicks.com, City of Irving's YouTube channel, ICTN.tv. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, all, yeah, just Google. There you go. And you can find me at Boomstick Comics, High Def Digest, Screen Rant, Instagram, type in Brian Kluger. You'll read some good articles, fun articles, and go to the YouTube channel. Hallelujah. We'll see you next time. See ya.